Welcome to the Innovation and Technology Management Seminar Series hosted by the Engineering Management Program in the Pratt School of Engineering at Duke University. My name is Jeff Glass and I'm the Faculty Director for the Engineering Management Program. The purpose of our seminar series is to introduce engineers and scientists to various business and management concepts that they will find useful throughout their careers. Speakers represent a diverse array of industries from finance and information technology to materials processing and biotechnology. If you'd like to learn more about the Engineering Management Program at Duke, including these podcasts and any associated audiovisual materials that are sometimes available, please visit our website at memp.duke.edu. Thanks for your interest in our series, and please do not hesitate to contact us with suggestions or questions. Today's speaker is Ayrton Oliveira. Ayrton has over 20 years of experience in the information technology and telecommunications industry in large multinational companies, including international distribution, business development, sales and marketing management, product and service management, strategic planning, and product development. He has served Ericsson as a country manager for the Brazilian market, a new channel development, a business development, and a business director for the Latin American market. Additionally, Ayrton held managerial and directions positions at Xerox, Unisys, and Philips. Ayrton was also a partner and founder of Unitec, a consultant company in Brazil with experience in business management, total quality management, strategic and business planning, entrepreneurs empowerment, and sales development in the startups, small and medium companies. In today's seminar, Ayrton will discuss the impact the globalization phenomenon has on management, career, and life. How is it changing business? What are the consequences for management and career? What are the new skills required to be successful? How can we learn and develop those skills? How can we learn from others' experience? The presentation will give and discuss some answers for those questions by sharing 20 years of international engineering management experience. Thank you, Robert. Good evening. First of all, I'd like to thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity to be here. I'm honored so I can share a little bit of my experience, international experience with all of you. So be free to ask questions, okay, and let's move on. Basically, the idea that I have, although I bring some slides, it's to tell you stories, okay? I believe that the the story is much better than uh, talk about a lot of details. And, and it's easier, it's a lot of information, so it's easy for all of you grab something. Because this is my expectation today. It can help you to get a feeling about uh, the international business. So, I'd like to talk a little bit how globalization is impacting our lives in the aspect of our lives, but the way we manage companies, we develop products, and uh, the way the business is moving, how, how the business is going to be affected. The other thing is, what, is, what are the skills? You know, we have, the world is changing, globalization is here to stay, and I'm not going to discuss uh, that it's true, it's not true, it's good, it's not good, Okay, but it's a fact. I'm assuming that it's a fact, and I'm telling you what happened with me as a fact. Okay, and uh, since it is a fact, how, what kind of skills you have to develop, okay, to succeed instead of react 
to take the train and make it happen. Okay, this is the, the idea. And more important, how can we learn these, those skills? Okay. I'm going to see that there is, I have some different opinions, but, but I, I will share my experience with you. And finally, I'm going to talk about a case. When I was working at Ericsson, uh, I developed, we developed a product for the U.S. market, and we decided to take the same product to Latin America. And I have a wonderful experience that I spend most of the time showing the case. And finally, I'm going to challenge all of you to ask yourselves if you are ready, okay, and what you need to do about globalization. So globalization started for me many years ago, and, I, and I, it took a while for me to understand what was going on. And I will give an example. In the 80s, when I was in the university in Brazil, and I went to a a very small city. At that time for me, it was a small city. But when I moved here to the RTP, I, I found out that it was a big city because 300,000 people was a small city for me. Uh, I was from a city with one million people. So when I arrived in Campina Grande, I suppose that, okay, this is the end of the world. It's very small. But I, when I went there to do my electrical engineer degree, I found out that uh, I have some professors from other countries, from Canada, from Germany, and in all the class, they were in English. And my first reaction was, it's not happening. I, I'm my country. How could a professor come here, teach me, if he doesn't speak my language? You know? And I was, I said, I'm in the wrong place, probably. Okay? But later on, I found out that I was the right one. Okay? It helps my English to improve. I'm still improving it. And uh, I had the first opportunity to start having experience with people from other cultures, other languages, with other thoughts, you know. And I learned a lot. So this was the first sight, and I didn't get it, you know. So when I finished the university, I started working at a multinational company called Philips. Usually, if you have LCD TVs, you're going to see Philips. It's, from, it's a Dutch company. But uh, I start to go there to do engineer software development, and I start to do meetings with a lot of people from Europe. Okay, and also we start to support some companies in Latin America as well. So I start to have to learn the Spanish, improve my English, and start to dealing with a lot of different people. And though I didn't got it, you know, I still was, okay, I'm my country, they have to learn my language, this is what I want to be, this is where I belong, you know, and I, I stay this way. And after that, I started working with Unisys, with Xerox in Brazil, and was very focused on the Brazilian market, so I didn't have any kind of opportunity to have international experience. Most of my experience was with the, the, the market, doing business in Brazil, knowing how to do business, develop, uh, products, develop markets, things like that. But in 90, 97, something changed my life completely. Uh, I was invited to move to the United States, okay? And I have a strong reaction, okay, my life is here, I don't want to go, and, and this go back and forth for almost 10 months. But I finally, I, I, I decide 
to come to the United States. And I moved to Boca Raton, Florida with my family. Okay. And uh, when I arrived there, uh, I have, uh, it was pretty tough because just to give an idea, and uh, I joined the company, I arrived in a room with 12 people discussing a strategic project, people from the United States, from Europe, from Latin America, and somebody tell me, this is the project manager for the project, okay? And they put him there, <laughs> and I didn't understand anything about the project. I have problems with the English, a lot of people talking English in different accents, and, uh, and I didn't know what they are talking about, okay? And for the other side, I have to relearn how to drive. I have to, you know, to build my credit, okay? I have to buy a house in a completely different market, okay? And I have to understand all the new rules in the country and all the... So everything happened together. My kids, uh, they didn't speak English, so they, they were having a lot of difficult to spend the whole day in a school, listen people to talk, and they didn't have any clue what was going on, okay, for almost four to five months. But what I can tell you that, why I'm telling you all of this, this is the way I was found out about globalization, you know, that was changing my life completely, and this is the reason that I was born in Fortaleza City, in the, it's a city by the ocean, in a very warm place in Brazil, and I end up here in the RTP because of that. Because of all, and I learn a lot. And when I arrived uh, to head the business develop division here for Ericsson to launch a new product, uh, this is the product of the case, by the way, uh, we start to, to have to deal, for example, in, in my group, we have 150 people from everywhere. Some rollouts and strategic projects, we have people for almost everywhere. You know, so I have to deal with all the cultures from Asia, from Canada, here in the United States, from Brazil, from Argentina, from uh, Mexico, from Switzerland, from Italy, from Germany. We have people from everywhere working the project. Not only in the development of the project, but in the implementation as well. So, when I was around this project, uh, started to happen a boom in Brazil about telecommunications because of the uh, privatization of the system. So they start to invest a lot in Brazil, a lot of companies. And I found out, this is another thing that strikes me, I start to come back to Brazil a lot to do business. And I didn't speak Portuguese there, okay? Because in Ericsson, most of the people, they are foreigners. Because the new technology, because it was growing so fast that there is n not enough engineers in Brazil to fulfill their needs. So they start to bring people from everywhere to Brazil. So all the meetings was in English. Some, uh, I'll give an example, Telia, it's a big operator in Sweden. They bought an operator in Brazil a wireless operator, and all, everybody was Sweden. So I went to the meeting at Cosmo, you know, they only speak English in Brazil, in the Campinas city, very two hours from Sao Paulo city. And, uh, and I started to spend almost six months going back and forth to Brazil and only speak English. 
because of the, the nature of the business, what was going on there. So all the things were showing me about globalization, okay? How it's affecting my life, my decision. And I'm so glad that I make the decision because I forgot to tell you something. When we decided to come to the United States, uh, it took a while until I got all the visa paperwork, almost eight months. And meanwhile, uh, my wife, she uh, got pregnant. And we have a tough decision because it was uh, our third child. Uh, we are moving to a new country. It was a lot of change for us. And uh, we start to ask ourselves, maybe this is a sign we have to stay. It's not a good idea to move forward, you know. And, and in Brazil, to, uh, especially, we, we, we were very lucky because most of the people, our friends, they are doctors. So when we used to have the babies in Brazil, we have all the family support, you know. And we have to move and have uh, uh, Daniel here in the United States, okay. And, uh, but uh, we make the decision we are going. Daniel, he's eight years old right now, okay, and we have an American in the family, you know, yeah. We used, we used to joke that he's the only one that can be the president, you know, the others, they cannot, so, but, uh, so, today I have an American in my family, you know, and, uh, and I learn a lot, but this is, it's fun, well, the, the reason I'm telling this story to you, because it's fun, I'm very happy that I make that decision, and I'm very happy. I'm so happy that I, I went back to be the country manager in Brazil, and after two years, I quit my job and moved back here to the RTP, okay? Because I truly believe that here is the place to be. It, some, some interesting thing happened to me. When I came back to Brazil, I, was, I have another managed style. Okay, and I start to have a lot of troubles in Brazil because of that. Because I'm not the same as when I left. You know, I learn a lot here, and I change a little bit. And when I came back for the two years in Brazil to be the countryman, people uh, really start to say, you are not Brazilian anymore, you are American. You know? <laughs> and uh, well, it was fun, but this was a sign that I learned something, and I, and I, I improved as a professional. So what I'm telling you is that it's fun, it's growing. The globalization is a good thing, you know. You, you have the opportunity to learn, to be creative, to know other people, other values. And you might be not only a much better professional because of that, but a much better person, you know. Because one thing I used to say, another good thing about globalization, doing business international is the fact that you help peace. I don't know if you realize that. When you have business and a lot of business between countries, it's much tougher to think about any crazy war, you know, because there is a lot of interest, because people start to know each other, start to understand each other, you know, and it will be easier. Okay, this is my personal experience I will move forward a little bit, and I'll talk to you about two startup companies that recently I have the opportunity to talk to them and, and tell how this is happening. Okay? One, I just came from California this week, and it's an amazing. Since the beginning, the company was created. They have the international mentality. From the development of the product, and we are talking about a startup company. It's happening right now. Okay? They start to use the best 
You know, they, they, all the designers, everything, the architecture of the hardware and software solution, they are doing in California. Coding and other kind of solutions, they are picking something in India, something in China, something in Brazil. Okay, they, they, they are working like that. In the business, although they, all the investors, they are American. The founder is American. They decide to go international. They are doing business already in Asia. They start to open Latin America, and this was the reason that was there. I talked to them. And they have plans to start the business in the United States three to four years from now. Okay. An American company, American investors, and they decide first to go international. And this is a sign for all of us, and this is something that uh, was mentioned by Thomas Jefferson in his book, that uh, small companies can play big. Okay? They, they can really act like a big company. Okay? And they are acting. And their competitors are big companies. Okay? That they are everywhere. But they have a very good strategy. And I believe they are going to succeed. So this is, has to do with globalization. Okay? And all the tools and all the things that is going on, that it's molding and, and, and moving in that direction. A second company is from Greensboro, and they have a, a very unique, uh, one of the, the skills that I'm going to discuss here, it's about collaboration, how we can collaborate more with people and with companies. And they develop a very cute tool that uses the web, it's a web server solution, that helps you to collaborate and work wherever you are with other people and share information, share ideas, share presentations. And also, they bring all these uh, tools to the cellular phone. So you can, wherever you are, you can use and interact by voice, by slides, chat, short message. It's a pretty cool tool. It's another example, and from close here, Greensboro, okay, that they decide to go international. They have already 2,000 customers in Asia. They are an American company found, founded by Americans, and that they decide to go international. This year, they start to develop the U.S. market. Another thing that strikes me, Google Earth. If I give, can give you an example about what it is, if the world is flat, if the world is small, as we believe it is right now, okay? Google Earth, it, it's, it's a tool, wonderful. I can talk to friends in Brazil and show them where I live, where my kids study school. I, I can go through the city, road by road, street by street, and show them so they can experience with me where I'm living, where I, I can share. So it's, at least for me, I don't know for you that have the opportunity to use the tool, it's wonderful. I can come back to my city, see my city, okay? I can go wherever I want to go. But it's just a reminder to us, Google Earth, that it's more to come, okay? And the world has really become very small. eBay. Recently, I had the opportunity to open a business at eBay, 
uh, to help uh, artisan community in, uh, in the northeast of Brazil. And, and I was amazed with the tools. It's so easy to do business in eBay, and you can sell to everywhere, okay? From home, okay? If you start a little bit, buy or read some books about eBay, you can do it because I've done it pretty easily. So eBay, it's another way to show us that it's become much easier to do business wherever you want to do business, using a lot of resource that they are not for free, but it's very worth. Before, very big corporations, only them could do this. Okay? And right now you can start a very small business from your house using all this infrastructure. Well, what are the skills, in my vision, that they are very important to survive and succeed in this new environment? First one, it's global vision. That I, what I call global vision is the vision that you have to be aware that your life is not here only, in the country that you belong, in the city that you belong, that you, start, you need to start thinking globally. You need to start thinking. When you think about designing a product, managing a company, a division, or doing business, you have to start thinking globally. You cannot only think that all the resources, the only market that exists, it's in our country, around you, because maybe, as I mentioned, the two startup companies, the best markets, they are not close to you. They are far from you, but you can go there and be successful. Maybe you can have a better opportunity there than close to you. Okay? The second one, it's learn, adapt. Okay? You have to have this kind of attitude to always learning and adapt yourself to your, your reality. And I'm talking about new cultures, new language, new needs in market. And let me ask you, how do you believe that you can learn this kind of skills? Language is very easy. Probably here at Duke, uh, going to have a very good professors teaching you Chinese, Spanish, Germany, Italy, and other language. Okay? But what about culture? How, how do you... No, the needs, the market. How do you learn to cooperate, to have a multicultural leadership? And this reminds me, and about localization, how do you adapt product solutions that already exist and you are planning to go abroad? How to adapt this product? Of course, you will not make the mistake that I make, that I, I, I was believing that I want to translate all the, the language from English to Portuguese, from Spanish, and I will solve my problem. Okay? It's not true. Localization is much more than that. Okay? It's about business model. It's about uh, positioning the product in a complete different way. It's, about, it's much more than just translating all the specification, all the material that we develop for the U.S. market or for the market that you belong to, the country you belong to. 
and I'll give an example. I'm, I, I used to be a very good swimmer. I used to, to, to study in military school, swim for the military school. And, and this reminds me that I never read a book about how to swim. Okay? And probably if you go whatever library, uh, bookstore, you're going to see... I never saw one, but probably you can find one or two. But you're not going to see as many books as for how to do business in eBay or other stuff like that. And the reason for that is to learn how to swim, you have to go to the swimming pool and start you know, swimming. And people, a good coach or a good teacher, we're going to start, okay, you have to correct this, correct that. You have to go to the water and swim. Okay? So to learn this kind of skills, you have to experience them. Okay? You have... And here it's an amazing. First of all, here, how many students we have that they are not American? Oh, wonderful. This is the first big opportunity that everybody, they are having their opportunity already because they are living here. Okay? <laughs> but it's a good opportunity to share and start understanding their culture, okay? How they think, okay? The values that they have, interacting, understanding, okay? You can start training your leadership skills, you can start learning a lot. And another thing that he and Kerry, and this is the, the reason that I came back to, to Kerry, Apex, the RTP area, I have friends from China, from Canada, I have friends from Brazil, from Mexico, Argentina. It's everywhere. You know, I have neighbors that are from other countries as well. So here it's a very good environment so you can learn about but the only way, in my opinion, that you're going to understand this process if you start put yourself in this kind of situation that you can experience the globalization. If you have the opportunity to go to another country and spend some time, when you take your vacations, okay, you can uh, do some, go to the other university, study a little bit there, or do some work there. This is the way that you're going to be learning. Because this is, nobody... I haven't found any course at the university that taught me to do international business. I learned the way I share, I'm sharing here with you. It, and I believe that you take a while until they find out some technique. Let's talk about the case. Uh, this is, was, just to put the time on it, it was 99. I came here to the RTP to develop uh, a wireless off solution. The product was already ready for the U.S. market. Uh, they, they were selling pretty good, and the customer was very happy. So we started thinking about, okay, we, we are selling okay, we have a good product. How, how can we do? Okay, and we start to say, Latin America is very close, the, the same technology. And, uh, okay, we, we believe that we'll be strategic to go to Latin America. And problem, the effort will be very little, okay, to go to Latin America. We have to translate all the manual, all the screens for the software. But uh, let, let's put it like that. And in my mind was at that time, we're going to be a piece of cake. We, we have more revenue. We have already presence there because the company... Uh, has brands everywhere there in Latin America, so wonderful. We can improve revenue, and uh, the shareholders will be happy. The efforts are so little, so let's go there, okay? 
And, uh, and I'm going to share what happened. So, so the message that we have at that time was uh, work where you are. This was the message here in the United States. Okay? It was a tool that connects uh, your cellular device with your PBX, and uh, you can only have one phone, everybody can reach you. you know, and, and it was, this is America. You know? people, salespeople, they like to be reached, they like to do business. You know? And it uh, was a tremendous success here. So the first experience that I have, I was in Brazil with uh, a big wireless operator with the president and, and some strategic people. And the pres one of the investors, they, he was there in the day, so the, the president said, can I bring the investor? I'm very excited about this idea. You know? So the, he sit close to me and start the presentation. And when somebody starts telling that, uh, the message, the position of the product, work where you are, he looked at me, I hate this product. I don't want people to find me. <laughs> you know, so you can imagine the result of the presentation. Okay? But this is for the first time that I found out that, okay, does not work here. And I start to find out that places like Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, Chile, okay, and the rest of Latin America, people, they don't like to be found. Okay? They like to control the VIP lists, only the people that they want to found, okay? find them. So, so we change, complete the position of the product to say, control your life. You, know? you can control <laughs> who is calling you. And, and we start to have nine sales, very strong, start to have a lot of stride, a lot of activity a lot of momentum, but this was the first thing. So culture is important, you know, and I, even though I was a Brazilian, uh, I am, I was, no, I am a Brazilian, I'm still a Brazilian. <laughs> even though I forgot about it, I was so concentrated, and this is something that I learned about, I'm an engineer, you know, and I, I can tell you that I have tough times, because all the time my focus was in the product and the futures, you know, my product's better because of that, has this kind of performance. Of course, I'm an engineer. I love technology. You know, and, and, uh, but for the other side, I, I start to understand, if we don't know okay, how they're going to use and make their lives better, there is no reason for technology. So the big challenge for us, that we are engineers, and we're going to be managed companies or managed projects, is that you have to understand the other side. You have to put your shoes on the customer side and understand what is the use of technology because they will not gonna buy from you because it's beautiful, have 200 features, has 10 times the performance because they're gonna ask you, so then, how this is gonna change? I used to manufacture chairs and what this kind of technology is gonna have. It's gonna help to improve my cash flow. It's gonna help to improve my OPEX. They're gonna ask you this kind of questions. How? Okay, it's beautiful. It's good for engineers, this kind of technology, you know, for techy people. I, I'm not techy. I have a, a very right, common business. It's not technology my business. So we need to learn these kind of things, in order to be successful. And understanding, and, and there is a very good book, it's not new, it's from uh, Bill Gates, Business at the Speed of Thought. That it's, for me, it's the, 
best contribution from Bill Gates because he talks, because everybody loves Bill Gates because of Microsoft, because of all the Windows software, but it's the business view that he brings in the book. And I can tell you, at that time, I, I read uh, this book, uh, I used to travel a lot at that time, and uh, I used to go to a bookstore and buy a book while I was in the airplane for 10 hours, 12 hours. I was reading something, I was learning something. And I bought by accident this book, okay? And I was going to do a presentation in an event for Eric's for Americas, and I completely changed my presentation because of the book. I have already the PowerPoint presentation. Everything was ready. But during the, the flight, I decided to change because he has this view. And this is the reason Bill Gates is so successful. It's not because of the technology, because he has the view that you have to use it. Otherwise, there is no meaning for it. Okay? And he has the view that Nobody's using it yet with the full potential. Okay, so there is a lot of technology right now out there that most of the people, they do not use them. Okay? Does not have a big impact, impact in their business, in their lives yet. So a lot of things has to come yet. So people will be changing their minds and learning how to use the technology. So position was the first challenge that I faced. The other was, was supply chain. Okay. And when you start to do business, though I told you that eBay is pretty easy to do business, but when you start to do business between big corporations and in a lot of countries that you develop a product in one place and you manufacture in another one, we start to see a lot of uh, different scenarios, business scenarios, because of taxes, because of uh, delays, you know, because of... Uh, a lot of difference. And, uh, and in the beginning, we, we have uh, a setup that we develop the product here. We manufacture in Sweden, okay? And from here, we export from Sweden to Latin America. And we start to face a lot of issues. Uh, taxes issues, we start to face, uh, sometimes we put, we manufacture pretty quickly the product, but the product was waiting for one month for the paperwork that comes from Sweden, okay? So, so we have to change a lot. And finally, we have to manufacture the product in the country because it was the best scenario for the business and for the customers as well, okay? So supply chain is becoming very strategic in the global, where you have to manufacture, but uh, it's not an only cost of manufacturing. You know, it was not a question of cost. It's a question you have to think about timing to the market. You have to think about the cost to transport the product and all the taxes to go from one country to the other. So it, it, there, is, there are a lot of complexity because of until, it, except if you are living in Europe and uh, you are under the, the their or here in the United States, between the United States and Canada and Mexico, it's much easier. Okay. But when you have different countries that there is not this kind of a free agreements between them, it's much complex involved. The other ones was focus that I learned. At that time, I believe that I have the power, I have the product ready. We had money at that time, and, and we have presence in the whole Latin America, so say, let's go to everywhere at the same time. 
So just to give an idea, there, there were moments that we have nine different trials in different countries, okay? Having people from everywhere. And guess what? When, and this is, was around 2000, 2001, and uh, the telecom industry was, was shaking a lot, 2001. And uh, most of the companies, they reduce a lot, they lay off a lot of uh, people. And so suddenly, I, I was rich and I became poor, okay, very poor. And I, I found out that I've made a mistake. I have to be very focused. What, what were the markets that I need to go, okay, that will give me the results that I need, okay? So just to give an idea, we, we just decide to be focused on Brazil and Mexico. And because everybody in the country starts to say, we need results for tomorrow, the company was uh, cash flow negative at that time, so everybody was pushing everybody to reduce costs, to reduce people. So for the other side, it was pretty tough to see a lot of friends uh, leaving the company, a lot of pressure. And, uh, and uh, folks, it's about decision, tough decision, because usually this is the feeling that we have. We can go everywhere. We can do everything. You have to control yourself because our nature is like that. We believe that I have the best product. I know the market. I understand it. I adapt the product already. Okay? I have some success to show. So I can go everywhere. I'm powerful. This is not true. Okay? You have to be very careful. You have to put your resource in a way that they need to be very efficient. Okay? Even though you are a big corporation, even though, even though you have a huge budget, you cannot think like that. The other important thing was the business model. So we went there and started doing business, and I, and I, I, I made a mistake that I said, okay, the product is wonderful. I start to do the trials, the, the the customers that are using the product, they love the product, and I'll figure out the business model later on, okay? So we spent almost nine months to figure out the business model, and we have tough times to figure out the business model because it was very different from here, okay? Here was pretty easy to justify. First of all, the companies, they have more money here, and they are more technology-oriented than in Latin America. In Latin America, the companies are more cost-oriented, they question more why they have to invest. What is the impact in their business? Here was pretty easy. We go there, we, we, we show, we, we had a spreadsheet that show all, all, all the, 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 the results they're going to get. Okay? And, and they buy it right away. Some operators here in the United States, they decide to give it for free for the customer, the product. In, to order to have retention, in order to, to sign five years of uh, contract, things like that. But when I w was there, everybody was questioning. They loved the product, everything, but they said, I'm not doing business with you because there is no business for me. The product is wonderful. We love it. It's stable. It's, our customers love the product, but there is no business. We're going to lose business doing business with you. So we had a lot of stress to try 
when finally we, we were able to find, but I lost some customers. From the nine that I was doing the trial, I lost at least five or six, okay, because they, they gave up the idea. So business model is very important. Behind all the technology, all the business strategy, okay, what I learned from the case, okay, first of all, relationship is very important. And I've been talking with people in Asia. It seems that in Asia is the same thing. But here in the United States, we do business very straightforward. We sit down, we discuss business, and we leave. Okay? It's very efficient. It works very good here. But let me tell you something. In Latin America, if people they do not know you, they will not do business with you. So you go to the first meeting. The guy starts to ask you, well, are you from... Uh, North Carolina, where do you live? Do you have kids? You know, they want to know about you. It's amazing. And you start talking and talking and you spend two or three hours, there is no business at all. Okay? So they take you to a very good restaurant. You know, they are very proud to show their food, their, you know, to make you comfortable. So this, for the Americans, is very tough. You know? We become, uh, the Americans became very impatient, and I have some Americans with me during the, the, the negotiation. And uh, so it's very slow at the beginning. Okay. And this is, has to do with the culture. You, you go to Mexico, it's the same thing. You go to Chile, Argentina. You know. This is the way they do business. For the other side, when they trust you, the business goes much faster. But you have to have the patience to be there. You have to develop the relationship. And this takes time. Okay? To build a relationship with somebody, you need time. You cannot do it, okay? Put in a Windows or Vista, something, or a very good processor and speed it up. You have to have connect, you have to be connected with the people, understand their culture, understand their needs, okay? And this was the first one. The second one. And I put trust as well. So trust is very important. You know, this is why people do business. And I can tell you that uh, uh, in Mexico was a, a big business, one of the biggest rollout that uh, at that time the company signed. If I tell you that it was signed in a restaurant at 2 a.m. in a napkin, okay, between the owner of the company and one of the, the VPs of the company, there is no contract. They sign a, we, we are talking about, $500 million contract signed this way. But because the person had the trust of the owner of the company, he built the relationship for years. And nobody believed because when they start to put in all the orders and uh, start paying it, everybody start to ask because, have you heard about SAP system? Okay. Has to have a contract. No contract, no invoicing, no. <laughs> and we are talking about 500 million contracts, how could that be? Yes, it is. And it's still a customer. For so many years, never sign a contract. Okay? But it's just an example that how trust is important doing international business. Open to learn, I mentioned this already and uh, so many times. Another thing interesting, do your homework. Show interest. You know? If you are doing business or develop a product and you have somebody in your team 
that you work with, that it's from another country, trying to understand, trying to learn. The internet is so easy right now to go to, to understand the language, to understand uh, what kind of language they speak, to understand, I'm not suggesting that everybody that you know you have to learn the language. But you have a lot of information that you can have an understanding about them, what kind of business they do, uh, what is important for them, uh, what kind of government they have, you know, because this is going to impact the way you do business. In the future, you're going to have to make decisions about the economy, it's a stable economy, do you have any kind of issues sending money to the country that you are exporting? You have to start to understand this kind of politics and, uh, you know, uh, stabilization, if they, they, they are trustful, if, they, if it's an open company, if they have free trade agreement with your country, okay, this is important in your decision. So you have to start to learn how and show interest because this is important. If you come to a meeting for the first time in a new country and you show that you have some knowledge, very small thing, for example, Brazil, Brazil is about soccer, okay, it's not football. So if you, for the first time, go to Brazil, have a strategic meeting there, or a meeting, uh, a business meeting, if you start to talk about a team that is from uh, Sao Paulo City, this changes the environment there, you know? It's a very simple thing. You say, oh, okay, I saw the game yesterday, I heard that uh, Sao Paulo played very well and you are a Sao Paulo fan. This changed everything, you know? It's important. So these kind of little things that make the difference. Negotiation, the way it's very different. One thing that I, I learned that I start doing business here, that I was used to do business in Brazil, is that usually in Latin America, people, you have to give up something, you know. If we start, and people, they go to the, the, to the negotiation process, they know about it. They have the feeling, they put limitations, so they start. And... Here, people, they are not used to that because he's, uh, this is the price, this is the value. If you see the value, you have to pay the price for it. And that's it. People do business and do a lot of business here. It's not like this there. Okay, so you have this kind of thing. You have to be aware that what is the way, how do they play. Sometimes they tell you no and this means a yes. It's tough, you know. People say, okay, it's very expensive. I'm not doing business. Go. And you leave okay, I, I lost all my investment here, I lost the business, and two days later they call you back. And it's, you know what, we, we, we think, come back, so let, let's do something. I, I know that you're going to offer something better. We really like it, you know, we, we, we start thinking again about it. So it's common, this kind of strategy, that you need to be aware. Otherwise you're going to lose because you leave. You know, when the guy say, okay, it's over, you know, and I have some interesting experience because uh, I have a boss from another country and one of the meetings the guy said very clear that we will not do it. So uh, he stood up and said, let's go. And they did not expect this kind of reaction. You know? I said, what are you talking, where are you going? <laughs> said, you said very clear to me that there is no business, so I'm leaving. He said, okay, maybe you misunderstand, we are interested, you know. It was funny because they, they didn't expect this kind of reaction. You know, usually people that know the process, okay, what do you want? Okay, what, 
what is the issue. You know, we are very interested in abuse, and we understand it's price the issue, it's delivery the issue, so we start to work through it, okay? But it was, was very funny. It seems that uh, I go further, yeah. Okay, let's... I think I, uh, let's see what I can do. Know what you want. Globalization here to stay is going to affect everybody, but you need, or your company, or the strategy that you have, need to be ready for it. You need to have long-term perspective. You, know, you cannot go to a new country and expect to, to go there, you know, sell a lot, comes back, you know, it's not like that. You have to know what you want, you know, and you have to think strategically in the long run. The results will not come in a short run, okay? So, otherwise, you're going to give up, you know. Doing business internationally, you have to have a lot of persistence. It takes time to understand the culture, the way to do business, to find out the business model, to find out the best way to supply, Okay? It's a learning process, and this takes time. And the company, since the beginning, has to be aware of this. Otherwise, they're going to throw a lot of money away, because they're going to go there, and after one year, the results will not come, and they will say, okay, let, let's close the operation. It's not worth to be there. We, okay, let's write off the loss and uh, move forward to another place. And the issue is not the country. Okay? The issue is the strategy. So it's important. When it's very quick, localization, I told you that. I, I thought in the beginning the localization was only translation. It's more than that, much more than that. So be aware when you have success in any kind of country and you are thinking about taking this technology to another country that you have to do the localization. It's much uh, work than just translating this the screens, the manuals, okay? Manage style and collaboration. I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about them. The manage style, it, they are completely different. So you have to learn, you have to understand. Remember that I told you that no means yes. It's confusing, isn't it? No means yes, that there is uh, something to negotiate, that they threw you away, but they want you to come back. So it's a little bit confusing, but... This is the way that you do business. You have to learn and understand about the other side. You, you have to interact and understand human behavior. Okay? So manage style is very important. Collaboration partnership. To do business internationally, you cannot do it without this. Most of the companies that they're trying to go to the country, open a branch there, put... If, if it is a Brazilian company, they put Brazilians there, and it's a disaster, okay? It's much better to start with partners. That, and the big challenge is to find partners that they share with you the same values of doing business, that you can trust, okay? Because those partners, they know the country, they speak the language, you know, and they have all the connections already. They understand the laws in the country, okay? And uh, this helps a lot in the beginning. Of course, if the business succeeds a lot, in the long run, you can decide to open a branch and start to, to do business. But it's very important to collaborate. 
and partnership. So, we came to the challenge question for you. Are you ready? And, uh, and I put this, uh, I was very surprised it was Albert Einstein that wrote that. I didn't expect. But from in the middle of difficult lies opportunities. I, I like this part more. And the reason is that it's just to let you know that globalization, that the world is flat, the world is small, do international business, okay? Whatever you call it, it comes to stay, okay? We will not stop this process. So you have, it's up to you to decide what you want to do. Make it happen, turn an opportunity, or just you complain, okay? That it's tough, it's difficult, deal with other people for the other countries, with other countries, it's very tough, you know, understand them, learn the language. It's up to us, you know. You can make your life terrible or better, but the reality is in front of you. You will not change the reality, but you can change your attitude to it. So I hope that sharing my experience with all of you, okay, that you're going to go in the right directions, that, okay, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to make it happen. It will be fun. It will be interest. I'm going to learn a lot. I will be a much better person because of this process, not the other way around. And finally, I have another question for you. How can I help you? Okay. I told you that uh, the only way to learn the skills of doing business internationally, it's experience. But there is another smart way that, and this is what uh, Jeff is doing here, it's bringing people with international experience and share with you the experience so you can learn as well. Bringing cases and their views, what they experience, okay? It's another way. So I, I'm in the process of creating the blog, at least I create the name and put some stuff. It's not ready yet. But the idea that I have is that uh, the blog is going to be a way that uh, we can interact and we can share the ideas that we have. Okay? I can put some material that I believe that it will be important you to read. Uh, I'm going to share uh, the case. I have the case reading. Uh, so I can share the case. I can share some experience. And we can have more people. And, and I'm going to see if I can, uh, I know people with a lot of experience in China, in, other, in Europe, and convince them to come and start to put in their information. But it's up to you. And whatever question that we have, of course, we're going to open the questions here. But you can put it there, and I, and I have the commitment to answer. I, I, sometimes I travel a lot, but I will answer. It will not take a while. The good thing about the blog is that wherever I will be, I will be connected, and I can answer. So I do not need to come here to answer the question. So the blog is one idea. The other one, it's uh, the email that I create so I can answer as well. But I think the blog is the best way because you can share with everybody what you're asking and everybody can put. Yeah, 
for a couple of questions. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I was wondering what your experience with uh, conflict across globalization, kind of how you dealt with it, or if it was any different. Okay, the, the question is uh, how to deal with conflict, okay? Uh, this is a good question because it would be a good skill to put there, <laughs> okay, conflict. Uh, I had some experience. It's, I'll give an example of uh, what happened once. When we, remember that I told you about the supply chain that had problems, so we have to change the supply. So when we've done that, of course, we transfer money from one place to another. And the corporations, although they are global, okay, they have to show results country by country. So we have, we spent almost eight months to make the decision because of that. Because where the money is going to go, you know, the money is going to go to Brazil. No, no, we want the money to come here because it's my division. The product was developed here in the United States. And some people from said, okay, we manufacture the product. So the product, the result has to come here. So we start to have this kind of, it's amazing because although the company, it's, a, it's an international company, but all the accounting, they are not international. Okay? If you look from the, the, the investors of the company, it does not make any sense, you know? If the money is in Brazil, if the money is here. But the reason the money was in that country was because was the best return for the company. So this is what the investors are looking. But the way people are measured, the, the, the presidents, the VPs, is not that way. It's from their results. And th this is the reason came the, the conflict, okay? Because they are losing in their results. They're going to lose results. And, and nobody say, okay, it's a global product, okay? And everybody's going to share the results. It's, uh, the results in that country. Though you manufacture, though you de develop. So you're going to face this kind of situation, especially in big companies. Maybe startup, small companies, is not an issue at all, okay? Because they are very focused on the results. They, they're going to handle it. But in a big corporations that, that have all this structure to be by accounting, to show results, that there is bonus involved. And the, the bottom line, it's bonus, how you show your results, you know? And the people, they are very practical in this sense. The guy that is heading the United States, he doesn't care about Brazil. He doesn't care about Argentina. You know, he wants to show good, put the money in his pocket and motivate his people you know, and show results. This is what he's looking for. Okay? He's not thinking globally. He's, not, he, he's responsible for U.S. Why he will going to... Okay? So this is a big uh, problem for the big corporations. They were going to have a lot of uh, conflicts. And I was very happy because after, and I give a second example, when I was the country manager in Brazil, I start, we start to sell. We, the company has that kind of concept about business unit. Have you heard about business unit? Okay. So I, I was heading a business unit and usually the business unit sells the product of the business unit. Wonderful. You sell, you have the accounting, you have the credit, you recognize the revenue, but I start to sell products from the other business unit. And the perspective was the customer, because I used to go to some customer, they want some solutions, okay, that I don't have, but belongs to the company. 
And I say, okay, I'm sorry, I don't have, I don't care about the other solutions. So I have the idea, I say, no, no, I, one connection with the customer, we're going to sell all the solutions that they need. They are, belongs to our business unit, the customer. But I, I spend one year, more than one year, to convince the account because of the same issues, because if I'm selling product of other business unit, I have no credit at all. So I put a lot of resource effort from my team, and in the end of the year, will not be accrued as revenue for the team, and this is going to affect our, you know. But for the customer, it makes sense a lot, okay? does not make sense. The customer does not care if, uh, how the, organ the company, that it's the supply, it's, it's organized, it's the accounting, okay? It does not matter. But it's tough. Why? Because of the rules. Of the <laughs> it's not that the other people, they are wrong. It's because of they play by the rules. Okay, so this kind of uh, conflict, you're going to see it a lot. Okay, welcome. Uh, the question is uh, about partnership in other countries, local partnership, that she's pointing out that uh, it's good because there is some advantage that I mentioned, but for the other side, it takes time to develop the partner and get the trust of the partner. And she's asking if there is any way to speed it up. If you know the country in advance, probably yes. For, I'll give an example. For example, if a company talks to me and wants to go to Brazil and develop the business in Brazil, and I have a lot of connections there, of course, I know the partner already, okay? But if you don't know anybody there, or if you don't have anybody that you trust that have this kind of knowledge, it has to take time. There is no magic at all, in my opinion. There is no way to speed it up. You know, because, as I mentioned to you, to understand the partner, to share the values, okay, you have, it, it takes time. Unless you know somebody that you trust, that know them already. You, know, you have to have the connection with somebody that knows the market, knows the partner already, have been doing business. Okay? Uh, one way to do that is you go to the market, find some executive that has this kind of experience, and you bring to the company, and he knows. This is, would be a, 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 a way. And I'll give you an example. When I was in California this week, this is what the company, the startup company is trying to do. It's trying to hire uh, a person that knows Latin America, that have all the connections, that know the distribution network <laughs> there for their products, that know the customers, Okay? They want to hire the people, to bring the knowledge. And the reason they want to do that, because to speed it up, as you mentioned. They don't want to take somebody from here, go there and learn. If they could find an American that has this kind of experience, will be their best candidate. Somebody, an American that used to live in, in Latin America or used to do a lot of business that have the connection, has the understanding of the language, in the future as well, this will be the best candidate for them. So those are the strategies, or you go and pick somebody in the customer, or you have somebody in your 
company that can speed it up because it has the previous experience. Otherwise, you're going to start from the scratch. Okay? And maybe you're going to make some mistakes. Another thing is trying. You, know? you go there, you start to talk and develop some relationship. You are not so sure yet. You start doing business that you are comfortable. Okay? You take some risk. And sometimes you found out that it's not the right partner. So you go to the second one until you find somebody that it's really good and makes sense. Being an American from America, you know, I was curious as to, since you had experience internationally in your university and you worked in Brazil and then you came to the United States and got a different international experience, for an American, would you think it's better to learn about globalization in your home country from internationals who come in and work alongside of you? Or do you think that going abroad and being an international yourself would be a better experience? Okay. Repeat the question. His question is about what is the best strategy to learn the experience of doing business international. If it is using the, the students or the people that uh, they are foreigners, they live here in the United States and interact with them, or going to other countries, what is the best strategy? In my opinion especially for the American people, if they can go to another country, it will be wonderful. Okay. But it's not only specific for the Americans, because the, Ameri the market here, this is what I learned here about the United States, the market is so big, the business here is so big, that usually people they do not feel the need to go abroad. Okay. But it's very important. So my suggestion, all, all of you, if you have the opportunity, to go, if you are American, if you can go, or if you are from other countries, other countries you are having the experience here in the United States already. But even though to do business, if you can go abroad, you and when you come back, you be a much better professional, in my opinion. Okay, so the experience will be much richer there. But you you can have experience here as well. Okay, you can start training here. Let's put it like that, and you can go abroad, but. In my opinion, the best experience is go to another country because you go there, you have to learn the language. You know, there is no other way. And it reminds some experience. Uh, when I was in Brazil, I told you that I only speak English there in the beginning, sometime in 2000, because of the, the, the telecommunication boom in Brazil. And, but one of the VPs, okay, uh, he, was, uh, he is a very smart guy because he married a Brazilian girl, okay? And the fact, because you used to say in Brazil, the best way to learn a language, okay, it's, okay. So this is the reason he's a smart guy. But so he speaks Portuguese fluently. And, and I start to go to the meeting, and the first meeting, second meeting, third meeting, all of the other Swedish, they, they speak English. But he was spending a lot of money with the other Swedish to learn Portuguese, okay. And, and this is something about Sweden that is very good, you know, they when they go to a country, they start to learn the language, they start to understand the country. The Swedish, they are very good on that. And I forgot to tell you, uh, one of the experiences that I have, the first time that I went to Sweden, I was surprised. Everybody speaks English in Sweden. Everybody. I was in the, the, the train station to take a train, and somebody uh, came to me to talk to me, started talking 
in English, and I was, uh, you know, sleeping. I just came from the flight. I was a bit, you know, I didn't answer right away. So the person started to speak French and Germany, <laughs> Spanish, you know, and I was, I was still looking to her. And finally she, she asked me in English, what kind of language do you speak, <laughs> you know? And this is Sweden, you know, they speak, and of course, only a few people speak Swedish, okay? Only them. So they have to speak English. But wherever they go, they learn the language. And it was funny because he was there in the middle, the third or fourth, fourth meeting, and he said, you are Brazilian, you can speak Portuguese. It's, of course I can. So next meeting, you're going to be in Portuguese. You are in Brazil, and I'm paying a lot of money for those guys to speak Portuguese. And we have the next meeting in Portuguese. It was a disaster, <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> but keep going, keep going. And he was right. You know, this is what I'm telling you, that you only learn a language when you go to the country, in my opinion. I used to study a lot of English, but I start to learn, I'm still learning the English here, when I start to live here. Okay, my kids still joke with me, because they correct me, they, you know, it's eight years old. <laughs> but uh, my answer to you, it's really to go abroad. You can follow up uh, after, but thank you very much. Uh, thank you.